program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of Sengents, Glamour Connection, Van Garrett Media, their respective management, contractors, or employees. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media. Welcome to the Share Your Hotness podcast. Share your hotness. Now, here's your host, Lita Green. I'm so brilliant with tech. I, Chris, um, who's my producer, he could laugh. I was like, am I recording? Am I not recording? And Brittany's like, no, you're not recording. <laughs> Technical whiz. Okay. Well, I'm going to do it. Welcome to Share Your Hotness podcast with your host, Lita Green, and my guest, Brittany Bury. Now, we have been friends for like eight, nine years. Yep. Yeah, it's been a bit. And we met through networking, which is... Um, we were kind of joking before we got going that I'm like, I have all these cool friends I don't get to hang out with in this podcast for no other reason is getting to see these friends that we don't, cause we're both doing our busy thing. We're doing our stuff that we actually get to like connect and have amazing conversation and the rest of you get to benefit because I have brilliant friends. So that's, that's the thing. But you posted this thing on Facebook that I was like, oh, love this so much and we could probably talk for five hours do you have that facebook post handy because i yeah. just feel like it was so actually brilliant. and then i think we should like after each comment like each one each bullet point because you had like 15 or something yeah. that we go and this is why and we just like in the deeper side of this post and your other friends beyond me with goo goo for this you know but okay, now before you go into that, let's do a little intro beyond that we're friends. I mean, that should be enough qualifications because <laughs> it is my podcast, right? <laughs> right. My producer's like, we need to have somebody on that's going to like be combative with you, but not mean. And I'm like, but, but who, so well but, okay. So I guess we're putting it out there. If somebody would like to have like a, not be a pooper, but I kind of get along with lots of people. So, you know. Yeah. Unless you're my family. <laughs> yeah. So do you want me to introduce myself or are you introducing me or how do you want to do this? I want to make sure that you do it because that way I don't like say the wrong thing on your business and you say it correctly and who you are and like your kids. Cause you have 21 children, right? I'm just, yeah, I'm close to that. I mean, just a couple <laughs> less, but not much less than that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Brittany Brown and I have five kids, half of which are basically adults. The other two are that are still quite small. Um, found myself uh, going through an unexpected divorce several years ago, had to rebuild my life, came out of that with all sorts of thoughts and opinions about all kinds of things. So, um, also I own a business. I own an accounting firm that I founded and I run with my husband's called Ledger Gurus. We do accounting for other businesses, primarily e-commerce businesses, but we have about 52 employees now across the United States. And probably our biggest claim to fame is that they're all home-based because that was like a big thing for me. That was the whole reason why I started the business to begin with is because after my experience with being a single mom, I was like, where the swear word are the legitimate stay-at-home mom jobs? Do you know what I mean? That are not like... I love that. Where, yeah, that are not like direct sales, which I can yeah. make fun of that because I'm in direct sales, but it's yeah. so often depicted like it's this easy button and that's a manipulation yeah. and a big fat poopy lie. It's so true. And but you if, you're, 
You know, but if you you're not invest doing... your way into making a profitable business, yeah. you know, ordering every month is not how you make a profitable business. Yeah. Right. And so like, if you, when I graduated from college, I still was a single mom of three little kids and coming out of BYU's accounting program, it was all like big four, big four, big four, go be public accounting, work like 80 hours a week, make something of yourself. And it was just such a value misfit for me that I ended up launching, um, launching my own firm that basically employs everybody who works entirely from home, part-time basis with flexibility. Some of them work full-time, but our real premise is basically giving people flexible work opportunities that are meaningful and progress their careers without having to really trade their home lives to do so. Um, Um, I did not know that you were this awesome. Oh, (laughs) yes. I did not know. I mean, I knew you had an accounting firm. Mm-hmm. but you know numbers I admit that I kind of <laughs> and I have an accountant and I just love that you've employed all these moms and people that are working it doesn't have to just be moms I'm assuming a lot of them are but I just think that's amazing like that I think we have like six guys out of 50 I think we're at 56 employees right now so like yeah it's mostly moms for sure that is so awesome okay so five kids, you're, you're grown people. So what are the ages? So I have a 21 year old, a 19 year old, a 16 year old, an eight year old, and a six year old. <laughs> so you had the first three and then mm-hmm. we got remarried. Yeah. So went through some period as a single mom trying to make that life work. Um, and then got remarried a really great guy. And we had a couple more actually, we had one together and then we adopted a child. So instead of yours, mine, and ours, we have mine, ours, and theirs. <laughs> I love that so much. Yours, mine, and theirs. That is adorable. I love it. So I knew you had a big family. So just a couple less than 21. That's good. Mm-hmm. I actually was shooting for four myself. Mm-hmm. So two living kids isn't so bad. It's like yeah. 50%, you know, <laughs> wait, that's how a drug seller would run their business. <laughs> right. I, I really do have a serious, cause people have a bad taste of what direct sales is. And, um, I'm really thankful for it because it's a vehicle that I have used when I had no money to yeah. create a successful business. And the great news is my upline was completely uninvolved in my business. And so they didn't screw it up with business mentality that doesn't make sense. I was like reading business books and how to manage things. And I was also going into a market that I was already a a makeup artist. You know, perfect. Presenting a beauty line when I'm already a makeup artist, I already understand the science of the product. I didn't make this decision overnight you know? Yeah. And of course, a lot of direct sellers, they're like, you know, make the decision now, go faster. And you don't have any expertise mm-hmm. or credibility with your market doing that. Yeah. Probably not going to be successful. You know, I think when I graduated, I didn't even know about direct sales. Honestly, like the stay at home mom options I was aware of were like make bracelets and send them back to this company. Like it was like really not legitimate or like, medical, medical billing thing. yeah <laughs> but for like scammy kind of ways do you know I mean like there was literally nothing that was legitimate that I was aware of that would allow me to kind of balance life so yeah yeah so I love that you've done that and now I hear that it's something like 50 percent of um jobs are provided by small business yep isn't that great so, and you you're classified as a small business even with 52 employees which I'm like yep. no I'm a small business I have 
one small part-time employee at this point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I have contractors, you know, like my media company and things like that. But anyway, small, small business. So that's amazing. Changing lives. Brittany's amazing. But speaking of amazing impact, raising humans, we are Mm -hmm. always a fan of that on Share Your Hotness because I think being a parent um, is undervalued. And yet how many of us are in therapy because our parents didn't focus for the oh, full 18 for reals. <laughs> like, forget cool. saving for education, save for their future therapy people. <laughs> I tell my kids, I'm like, well, when you're in therapy later, yeah, you know, you can complain that your mother talked too much. They're like, that's not what I'm going to be in therapy about mom. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, just do me. <laughs> Healthy people go to therapy, period. It's true. Oh, for sure. And no matter how ideal your childhood was or whatever, I think it's just a good to have those skills and those tools, but that's not what this podcast is about. So let's go over your list because I know we're going to have so much fun with this. Yeah. So I want to start by basically explaining like how I came to feel this strongly about this kind of thing. So I allude to it a little bit here, but basically I got married fairly young the first time I was like 19 years old and I literally came out of high school with all of these ideas about like a desirable mate. And they were all things like that he's hot, that he's athletic, that he can sing, that he can dance, that he's like popular, like all of this stuff that literally did not matter at all. So I married this, I went off to school, this guy who was like the it guy on campus decided to like, like me at Snow College. So it was a very small, you know, group of people and he was very visible. And I totally went for this guy because he was all of those things. And he was the worst, the worst. And, and I didn't even realize like how I had selected somebody with none of the traits that mattered because I was pursuing all the traits that didn't matter. So, I mean, so after I, as I've had kids and as I watched them date people, like I call them on this crap all the time, I'll be like, like, let me tell you, first of all, with my children, I'm like, first of all, sit your butt down. We're going to have a few words right now. And I'll be like, <laughs> and just so those who can't see Brittany, like I can, she literally like points to the corner. <laughs> like so mom, she like points to the corner, like sit your butt sit down. Your butt and I was down. like, I am sitting. <laughs> right. And we talk about like, like the person you're dating is showing you everything about what their character's like. Like if you'll just pay attention and and see what you're seeing, like you'll be able to see what it is that they're telling you about their character. Which, you know, Hollywood trains people to date and fall in love off of what we look like. Oh my God. And I tell people all the time, I'm six inches taller and six inches wider at a minimum than any girl my husband really dated seriously. Yeah. But he loved me. Mm-hmm. not because of what I look like though I'm incredibly good looking but because of who I am as a person yeah. right and when I think it are uh, during our marriage just like just yesterday it's funny that he said something and I was just like oh I love him yes and then he said something kind of quirky and I was like oh but it wasn't a character issue it was just kind of quirky and mm-hmm. maybe a little you know nerdy yeah, you know, not yep. something I would have said, maybe, right? Yep. But his character is like, oh, I love this guy. Like he yes. is so, urgh, oh my like, gosh, sexy. But, yeah. And if I, you know, I have told people I would date someone that I was not attracted to. Absolutely. Because I knew that I would be attracted to anyone 
Yep. That I respected. Oh, and my how God. can I find out if I like them, if I respect them, if I don't spend some time with them? Yep. Get to know them. And so if I didn't see any red flags in the guy, the mm-hmm. answer was yes. Yeah, yep. I'll go on a date with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Like the first, my first husband was like extremely good looking. And I probably hadn't been married to him like six months before I, I didn't even see his physical appearance anymore. All I felt was how it felt to be married to him, which was not a good experience, by the way. And so like my second husband, like he's a good looking guy. I think he's hot as heck, but he wouldn't necessarily be somebody that everybody else would think was hot as heck. And I like very deliberately made a choice to marry someone that I respected, that I respected the hell out of him and that he was such a great life partner in every single way. And that he brought to the table all the characteristics that I had learned the hard way actually mattered. Mm -hmm. Yep. And made a very deliberate decision. And, and what I tell my kids all the time is I like give people the room to show you who they really are and then believe them when they show you and hold them accountable <sighs> to what you're seeing. Oh, okay. Say that that was like, I was doing a Baptist hallelujah to the sky when you did that. Say that again. Yeah. So give people the space to show you who they really are and then believe them when they show you who they really are and hold them accountable to it and hold them accountable, like every part of that. But they, you know, I, I think people have probably heard that let believe people when they show you who they are, but the accountability. Yeah. I was just saying to someone today that sometimes the highest form of love is holding people accountable to their actions. Oh, so true. Right. Because how are they ever going to learn if you're like, okay, (laughs) you can be a pooper and it's all right. I love you. Yeah. Right. You know, as a mom, sometimes you have to say, sit your butt down, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay, so great intro to this list because you're talking to your kids about how to not only be awesome humans, but to find awesome humans to be friends and to be their partners in life. To see the everyday activities of their peers and to translate it into characteristics that they can identify and see what they're seeing, right? Like see what you're seeing. Like if this person is a bully, see what you're seeing, like understand what that says about their character. And we're going to put a pin in that because, you know, I pegged another conversation we need to have about bullies. Oh, yes. Right. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Right. So listen to the end. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Yep. So you want me to just start like, uh, okay, so I want to say like, basically what I do is when my kids are dating somebody. I'm like, we're, we're like, I'm under character analysis all the time. And I'm like pointing it out to them all the time. And they, they don't get a free pass on anything. Like we, I dissect and I drag them into the conversation of dissecting the character of every single friend that they have also, but I'm a lot more interested in the crushes where I'll be like, let's talk about what you're seeing right now. Let's talk about how this plays out. It's so funny. Cause now I do that with TV shows as well. And I love to use the word dissect. Yeah. Very analytical, very scientific, not with all our emotions. And it's being someone who is more emotionally led, where I'm just assuming you're more analytical because you do math, right? Right. right. This is important for those of us that are more emotionally led, if not more important. Yes. And I feel like I like I had this aha parent moment the other day when I was like, I have succeeded because my 16-year-old daughter who is super adorable. So she's like super cute with the boys. I took her to one of my daughter's football games, my little six-year-old. And the coach on this team is, you know, a guy who's a little bit older and he's not necessarily like 
you know, he's cute, but he's not like super, super cute. And he was so sweet with those kids. And my 16 year old daughter spent the entire game talking about how adorable he was because he was so cute with this kid. She was seeing it all. And she was totally translating it into like what it said about her character, his character. And she was totally crushing on this coach because he was so cute with the kids. And yes, I was like, yes, yes, because she was it. crushing on, let's be clear that we're not advocating for oh, yes. child-adult relationship. Right. No, no, he no. was noticing that character and being yes. like, okay, how does that compare to the 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 friends that are, um, you know, talking about heterosexual relationships? It doesn't matter, right. but those that I'm not romantically interested in. So in this case, like females, to those I may be romantically interested in boys, that I'm still seeing awesome character in all of them. Yes, right. Yep, right. Yep. Okay, so here's the list. Um, I said, if my kids marry Bozo for all the wrong reasons, it won't be because they didn't know how to see what they were really seeing. You know, here are a few of my thoughts of what character looks like in high school. Number one, kindness with everyone, all walks of life, everyone your life touches. Yes, so I have, I have a whole story, but to do short, the night I met my husband, I had this rule that I did not date guys who did not treat all women with respect because I had been the girl that didn't have her teeth to the girl that, you know, I'm a makeup artist and figure out how to put myself together. Right. Mm -hmm. And the same guys would treat me differently when I kind of figured out how to put me together. Yeah. But depending on what I was looking like. And so I knew what it was like to be unseen and to be seen. And my husband went and asked one of my dearest friends to dance. And she is a girl that tends to get overlooked by men because of her weight. And he went and asked her to dance. And then when I was like, oh, sorry about that. And he comes back and he goes, oh, no, Mary Frances, she's amazing. Do you know? And she started telling me how great my friend is. And I'm like, tell me more about. Right. Because he, he saw her. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this guy's not just, you know, you know, another guy, this guy's cool. So watch how they're treating all the people, everybody, all everyone, the bum on the street, Mm -hmm. the the kid that's insecure at school, all of them. Yes. Number two, making family a priority, even when social life is so compelling which I think is really easy to see with teenagers because social life is so compelling that if you see that same teenager who like, like my daughter has a friend right now that I'm like, I'm on a, this kid is the one crusade because everything I see about his character, I'm so impressed about, but he like brings his little brother with him to the football games and sits with him and includes him in everything he does because his little brother is like, you know, a sophomore in high school now, and he's new to this world. And this friend of, of my daughter's, he just champions his little brother. Like he makes his little brother priority instead of like not wanting to be burdened in that way and wanting to run off with his friends. So like making family a priority instead of yeah. defaulting to social life all the time. Well, I mean, even just putting your stinking phone down. Oh yeah. Right. You know, when, when you're, when they're with their family, are they putting their phone down or when they're with you, are they putting their phone down? Yeah, they have the ability to give you some eye contact, right? So I love that. Okay, number number three, respecting the boundaries of other people, which I think is such a big one just for life in general. Like if people cannot respect other people's boundaries, oh man, it says so much about their character. Yeah, and you know that the um, there's like a meme out there that says something about um, it's interesting how those that don't like that you have boundaries are the ones that are violating them. Oh, so true. Right. Because if somebody can't respect, like, and I think we're having that conversation as a society with the vaccine and masks Mm -hmm. and, 
different people have different feelings about this. And you know what? That's fine. You can have different feelings. Yeah. And navigating like a group situation and someone's like, hey, I'm vulnerable. I'm like, you don't have to explain. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to explain. Yeah. Out of like this justifying that you're feeling uncomfortable where, you know, I'm vaccinated and I'm just not someone who's a worry wart. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to wash my hands like normal. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I'm not going to lick people like I normally do. I'm I'm cutting back on the licking of other people in this new day and age for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, and I'm given the three limbed hugs. I'm so excited to see people, you know, Mm -hmm. but different people can have different feelings and that doesn't mean we don't have to like each other. We should respect where people are. Yep. I know. Yep. Um, number four, using their time to develop skills and interests. So I would say like, as opposed to wasting their life away, vegging out in front of screens, in front of video games, um, like losing their life. Oh my gosh. Being a youth is such a prime time to experience such a wide diverse of skills and exposure to all kinds of different things. And those who spend their time developing skills and interests, it really says a lot about who they are and where they're going in life versus wasting their time developing life debilitating addictions to video games and other things that will only hurt them. The Share Your Hotness podcast is brought to you by Vanguard Media. Hi, I'm Chris Van Garrett, founder and chief marketing officer of Van Garrett Media. If you're a business owner or a knowledge worker, you know that crafting your own voice and message around your brand is absolutely crucial to your success, especially in the COVID and post-COVID era. But how do you do all of that at the same time still work on your business instead of in it? Don't have a website? Is your logo one of those $50 specials from Fiverr? Was your tagline just stolen dialogue from a 90s sitcom? Hey, we've all been there. You had to start somewhere, am I right? This is where Van Garrett Media can help. We specialize in digital marketing and branding for small and medium-sized businesses. We get to know the root and soul of your business, finding out what makes you tick and why, and then we craft a message that'll make your target audience see you as the solution to their needs. We'll then bring them to you through targeted marketing efforts using everything from social media and SEO to email campaigns to old-fashioned television commercials, radio, and press releases. You can find us on Facebook. Just search out Van Garrett Media, two R's, two T's, or give us a call, 801-386-3896. That's 801-386-3896. 3896. Mention this ad and get 100 bucks off your custom branding package. That's 801-386-3896 or check us out on Facebook, Van Garrett Media. Well, and the thing is, you know, you and I both had to create um, other hustles in addition to our employment or education. Yep. And so when people be like, oh, Lita, you're so lucky. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not lucky. Yeah. I work two to three jobs. Yeah. Right. You know, and I worked two to three jobs. And now because I did that, then not only did I develop skills and personal skills um, and, you know, experience, but I have habits that allow me to be my own self-employed boss Yep. that I yep. couldn't have done earlier because I needed to learn how to click a clock. Right. But I click the clock for me now. Yep. 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 Um, number five, being only vaguely interested in their physical appearance and the physical appearance of others. Mm-hmm. Um, I say vaguely interested because I do feel like, you know, it's appropriate for people to care about hygiene and to, you know, want to be clean and well-kept and stuff like that. But those who make it an entire focus of their lives, either what their physical appearance looks like or being obsessed with others, it's just, it doesn't reflect well on character. Right. And putting other people down, which goes oh, back yeah. to number one. 
And that's so common, especially to young people. And, you know, again, on media today, you know, there'll, there'll be those things. And I just kind of, kind of see them in passing, like, um, oh, this is terrible what she wore to this. And I'm like, what, why, why do the crap do we care what so-and-so wore? I know. You know, um, like why, why, why do we care? I know it's such a, it's such a disservice to us and to them. Yep. Yeah. Um, I kind of respect it when people are their own people. I, like I saw this guy in this purple trench coat and this black top hat um, when I was buying tile a couple of weeks ago. And these guys were like, wow, you don't see that every day. And I was like, good for him. And they both looked at me like, what? And I was like, he's his own person. Yeah. Right. And they're like, but that's not normal. And I was like, so it's okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> good for him being his own person. Yep. I agree. Yep. Um, number six, showing signs of being self-aware, man. I, I have such issues with people who have no w- ability to look at themselves, look at their behavior, look at the way they're impacting others, change and adapt like self-awareness. Oh man. Okay. I one of like... my pet peeves on this is, well, I didn't mean to. Yeah. That wasn't my intention. And I'm like, great. I'm glad that wasn't your intention, but this was the result. So yeah. now let's go into, well, and then I'm a good person. I'm like, no, no, we're, we're not good or we're not bad. We are a sum of our actions. Yeah. And if you're justifying bad actions with you're a good person by your definition, doesn't that go against what that means? Yeah. You're only as good as what you decide to do today. Right. Yep. Number seven, good communication skills. Um, This one's not necessarily like a character driven one because like, um, I feel like somebody, this is kind of a learned skill, but I do think it matters in a relationship and in a marriage. So whether it says something about their character or not, it definitely is a like life skill that you should look for in a marriage partner kind of thing. My husband took a class while we were engaged at the college that he was going to. I was in DC, he was in Utah. And one of the things in the class said to learn how to fight. Yeah. And we were like, oh, we haven't had a fight. So we actually created, because of the recommendation of this class, ground rules of when we had our first fight. I like and it. And when we had our, we were like, when we had our first fight, we were like, oh, oh, wait, like, here we go. When we're having a fight, yeah. <laughs> what are our ground rules? And we literally are like going back to this email <laughs> to go find our ground rules and, um, you know, to learn how we had agreed almost like contractually. And I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong. The only thing I think we could have done better is like, put these up on like the wall of our bedroom or something. Yeah. You know, this is our mission statement. This is how we're going to fight. This is how we're going to resolve conflict. Mm-hmm. Who, who's the final say on financial matters? Who's the final say on, you know, home decor matters. I mean, it sounds stupid, Yeah. but you got to iron out those kinds of things because sometimes you can both disagree yeah. and you can't just live in disagreement. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Um, number eight, being a really good friend. Um, I, I feel like the way people show up in a friendship is so indicative of the way they're likely to show up in a relationship. Like my husband, actually, our husbands know each other, by the way. I don't know if you know that. Our what? Know how, how do they know each other? They worked at, they worked with each other. I think it might've been at Semantic. Did your husband work at Semantic? No. Alterius. Did he do the, do patents for them? No, they, he, I don't know how they know each other, but they definitely know each other. They work together. But my husband is one of those people who like, 
he's still best friends with the same people he was best friends with in junior high. Like he knows how to do friendship really well. And he knows how to, he's where's your husband from. He's from Sandy, Utah. Okay. My husband's from Spokane. So we'll have to, we'll have to figure that out. Yeah. You know, that's a good point that keeping friendships. Yeah. And, you know, um, having (laughs) recently I've been, you know, I just like my phone to make noise while I'm doing housework and stuff. And so Facebook has been showing me these like, um, murder shows and you know right and so you know i'm listening as i'm doing the laundry whatever and all of these relationships the common thread is they like showed up to the wedding with like no other friends Uh uh-huh right they didn't have these long-term relationships yeah and you have to be able to analyze those long-term relationships who are those people in their life who are significant to them because they can lie yeah you know another thing i see youth do is that they prioritize social status or social climbing over friendships and so if somebody's a really good friend it means that they don't drop you because somebody better came along like someone who's a really good friend has probably invested meaningfully in that relationship and knows how to treat somebody else you know i would like i'm like i mentioned my husband is still best friends with the same people he was best friends with in junior high And so what that tells me about him is that he knows how to stay in a relationship for the long haul. He knows how to build relationships that last. And I, you know, have definitely given him periods of time where he could have definitely had grounds for divorce. Do you know what I mean? But he's like a deeply committed person and he's deeply committed for the long haul to good quality relationships. And I, I, I saw that while we were dating. I knew he had that in him because he had these deep lasting friendships that went way back. You know, he's not a throwaway relationship kind of person. Yeah. I love, I love that because people, you have conflict with people just by being with people. Yeah, it's true. And so when you are able to overcome those things that says when we have issues, we'll be able to overcome that. Yeah. The character is good. You don't have to agree on everything. Yep which I just think is one of the poopiest things in our world right now, that if you don't agree with somebody, you hate them. Oh, so poopy. So it's, it's like a big pile of steaming poop. Yeah. I better watch my language. (laughs) Right. Um, Number nine is reputation. I said they have that reputation for a reason, good or bad, pay attention. Like my daughter recently dated somebody and she let out when she was telling me about him. She's like, well, I mean, he like, he doesn't have the best reputation, but like, I think that's unmerited, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, my daughter's name is Piper. And I was like, Piper, you pay attention, that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh, you judge someone entirely by their reputation. But if you're dating a guy who is not respected well by his peers and by his friends, you can't just, you can't just ignore that. And conversely, if you're dating somebody that everyone who knows him loves him and everyone you tell I'm dating this person, their eyes light up and they're like, oh my gosh, I love that person. Like pay attention to those kinds of things because it's a lot about who somebody is. Yes. Because, um, when I was a newlywed, somebody tried to spread a rumor to, I guess, put them, uh, everybody off the real scent of who they were having an affair with. And I didn't Mm -hmm. even like this person, you know, because the first time I met them, you know, I, I walked in, it was, you know, I walked into this group, it was at church and I walked in and I was like, oh, I'm kind of overdressed because I'd come from DC to Oklahoma. And mm-hmm. I realized I was kind of, you know, big city to little town. Right. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm going to have to be extra 
because I'm going to be looking intimidating, you know? And so there was this family there. And I said to him, I said, oh, you have a cute family. And he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he's at one end, his wife's way down the other end. He goes, oh, thank you. But the first one's not mine. That one's from a wife's prior relationship. And I was like, what an ass. Now, just to make sure it's really clear to everybody, yeah. In the faith that I belong to, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. We do not engage in sex prior to marriage. And so it's really yeah. hard to make people, you know, and yeah. saying a prior relationship didn't say a prior marriage. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's really highlighting the fact that she had a baby out of wedlock he and totally threw both her. his wife and his child under the bus. Right. And I was home. like, what a jerk. Like I had a no interest because he showed me who he was. Yeah, exactly. And anyway, so then later he's having an affair, big shock. Cause this guy's a total pooper snot. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he was like trying to make people think it was me. And I was like, oh, Whoa, but God. because it was one person yeah, one who person. had that and yeah. everyone else. So there was, my reputation was in threat, but it was one person out of. Yeah, exactly. Right? right. And so pay attention because one yeah. person might have a bad opinion of someone, but yeah. if you collect all of that my reputation with everyone else and the the, you know kind of saved me and the funny thing is I knew who yeah having the affair with so I was like you go tell people or I will yeah and I it was like this big like drama scene where I'm like you tell or I will (laughs) yeah and it it also makes me think of the conversation you alluded to that we're going to have after this one about bullies Mm -hmm about reputation like if if 30 people all have the same opinion of somebody then they might be onto something you know what i mean right they just might right and so one of the best ways to learn about somebody that you've just recently having exposure to is to understand the general consensus of that person how is the rest of the world experiencing them and believe it you know believe it absolutely okay I love how we're teasing this extra content. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number 10, never using others for physical gratification. So, oh, you know, in this day and age, if I, if my daughter had some guy who basically used her one evening, I'd be like, we collectively are done with him. Okay. So my son one day was, he was like 15, you know? And he was somewhere and I wasn't exactly sure where he was. And so I was figuring out that I wasn't sure exactly where his was because his friends are like, oh, and I'm like, wait, I thought. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, "Okay, he's off with a girl. (laughs) So I start texting him because there was a girl that he kind of been talking about. And I was like, son, you come here and you bring who you're with. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, like oh my crap. And she comes over and I surprise both of them by being like, you're, you're in trouble because you were not where you said you were supposed to be, mm-hmm. which tells me. And then I turned to her that you've allowed this boy to hide you. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever allow a boy to hide you? Ooh, I like that. And son, you disrespected her. Yeah. Because you didn't have enough respect for her to be publicly with her yeah so less than oh were you guys kissing what were you doing it was you lied about where you were and you knew he was lying and because they're not 
and you know, cause they, they were totally down, down. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, and all that kind of stuff. And she was like, what? And this girl has just been like, man, mom, your mom is intense. And I was like, call your parents and tell them what went down. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they were surprised because they thought they were going to be in trouble because, you know, what were you doing? And I'm like, that's not as big a concern to me as the right. character issue yeah. about what happened here. I totally agree. You know? Yep. And so the I, last... I said, set your butt down. No, just... yes. <laughs> sit your butt down. <laughs> right? I have mom kids that aren't even my kids. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. oh my gosh. My, my, my kids friends have all learned now if they really want to like work through something Brittany's the Brittany's the person like you you got you ain't got a therapist you got Brittany like come on over we'll yeah. work this out I'll give you I'll shed all kinds of light on this situation that you're dealing with right now the, the yeah. appointment time is quicker because you're right. emotionally invested <laughs> that's right and I'm a way cheaper in fact I might even take you out for a so delicious while we're out having this chat right now you know well I I might call you next time I'm upset about something <laughs> <laughs> I get a free so delicious yeah, and for those um, who are not listening this is a very Utah Idaho Arizona thing mm-hmm. because people of the predominant faith in these areas don't drink coffee so we go out for a soda that has had more sugary syrups put into it. So it's sugar upon sugar upon sugar. <laughs> right. So the little yeah, caffeine thrown in there for good measure. Right. But like less than coffee. So it's like, totally Oh, for sure. Right. We have two mildly addictive substances. Right. And then sugar, which is highly addictive. Highly addictive. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> so the last one is just honoring commitments they make, which I think just speaks to integrity. Like, you want to see whether or not they have integrity, just watch the way they handle their commitments. Absolutely. In my book, Love Me Too, subtle plug, um, there's a thing where I talk about love, trust, and accountability, which is, you know, are they are they saying what they're going to do, which is like honoring the commitment? And do they yeah. do it, right? Or do they make excuses? And these can be warning signs to a bully, to an abuser, that kind of thing. Yeah. So this list is amazing. And I think that you should write a book on it. And if not, I might just put it in a book and credit you. So I'm, I'm tagging that, that it's Brittany or me, That's awesome. that we, you know, that we put it in there. Cause I, we could like add to this, but, um, I think like a huge summation of what people need to get from this. And we're talking to young people, to old people mm-hmm. is stop dating as Hollywood tells you to. Yes. By if they can, you know, bring you flowers and say the right things. It's about being the right kind of person. And if you're looking to make a long-term commitment, it's just stupid to do that with somebody who doesn't have the character to back it up because you're financially moving your lives together. Mm -hmm. And one of the number one causes of poverty is divorce. Yep. And so, you know, either get a prenup (laughs) or, um, you know, or just marry someone who's like really awesome, which is, you know, you got married at 19 yeah. because your brain wasn't finished forming. I'm not calling you out. You know, a lot of people. Well, I'm calling me out. And, and because I did, I felt pretty safe doing that, but. And because my daughter, you know, like there's a chance she'll get married young just because here in the predominant faith, like if you can't have sex before you get married, you're certainly more inclined to get married sooner rather than later, you know? Which um, is, which is the boat that my son is in. He's got a girlfriend and yeah. they're planning on getting married after he serves a mission. And I'm like, well, good thing for that two years of celibacy yeah. in between, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I love her. I just am like, ah, they're young. They're so young. And so like, if my daughter's going to get married young, I feel like I can't, 
I can't, she can't afford to make, I, like, I'm not going to leave her to make the same mistake I did. Okay, great. There's a chance you're going to get married younger. You won't have time to develop all these ideas yourself. Therefore, I'm going to hammer it into your head every day. See what you're seeing. Like, see and identify what you're seeing. Understand the traits that matter in a marriage and those that don't. Because turns out, athleticism is like zero importance unless you're also an athlete yourself. And it's a very key part of how you want to spend your life. Looks- But even that, simple. my yeah. husband is incredibly athletic. Right. You know? And I- you don't have to have the same hobbies. My it's husband and so I true. do not have the same hobbies, the same things that we do for pastime. Yeah. I think the only conjunction of the two is hiking, yeah. which he does way faster than me. So we're not really even doing it together, yeah. right? So singing, athleticism, charm, popularity, looks, like literally everything you come out of high school valuing, not one single one of those actually makes somebody a good spouse not one of those actually matters in quality of life when you're experiencing marriage but all right. the ones that really do matter you don't even know how to see you know you don't even know how to spot and so, i'm going to say something controversial you know how i talked earlier about who has the final say yeah so i'm a woman a lot of times people i'm, I'm a woman big shock <laughs> uh, a lot of times people will be like because i'll be like well you talk to my spouse you're like i thought you were an empowered woman who makes your own decisions and in our marriage, my husband could have been a financial planner in another life. Mm -hmm. So I would be an idiot, not one to discuss with, because married people, people who have their finances mingled together should make decisions together. Absolutely. So one, anyone who says that I'm like, you're an idiot. You're trying to get my money. Mm -hmm. And two, he's better at these things and projecting what our plans mm -hmm. are and working with this. So we make a budget and we follow it. But he kind of has the final say, and it's not about control yeah. over over um, me. I don't feel suppressed because if if I I'm guessing if you and I were married, you being the accountant would have the <laughs> you know if we right. were two lesbians, right? You know, you I'd be running the budget. Be, you would be the one that had the final say on the budget because I'm kind of like, oh, I mean, truthfully, I want to give to like every charity out there. And so my yeah. husband's like, there's a budget for how much we yeah. give to charity every year. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ah, ha, ha, because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, somebody's sad over in Asia. Let's give them money. <laughs> you know, yeah. I would give away everything. And that would be that would be um, unconducive to me not needing to be a charity. OK, so backing up for a minute, the teased content. There is an individual who should remain nameless mm -hmm. who was going around and telling people that they had business coached me. And I heard it from several different people. And I was like, no. Mm -hmm. And back it up, there was a networking event that they had put on this individual. And um, they were trying to show off how good they were at coaching. And so they get this lady up on stage. And they're going to help her on her 30 second commercial, which I always think is funny because nobody listens for 30 seconds. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Nobody wants to hear you talk about what you do for 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, she gets her up and she just ripped this poor lady to shreds. Mm. And so then she's like, okay. And she's kind of like, look how good I am at this. And I'm like, you're a jerk. Yeah. And it goes right. to your list of being kind. Right. Right. And what is she doing with her power? Right. And I'm a powerful person. I have a presence when I walk in a room. Yep. And um, I learned the lesson at a very young age, uh, you know, <laughs> 20, <laughs> <laughs> that I had that power and I needed to be yep. quick to apologize if I ever used it badly. 
Yeah. Yep. And, um, you know, we all make mistakes, but this, she was reveling in that. She literally, this lady ran from the room crying. Oh, so then she was asked for volunteers. And I was like, Oh, that's so sad. Now I look upon my face. <laughs> so I went up there and I kind of turned it on her nice. you know? what did in you a say? nice and delightful, but stern way, you know, and I won't take us through the whole interaction, but basically I was like, and she was like, well, why'd you volunteer if you're not open to my coaching? And I was like, because I want to show that I'm not going to cry on your stage just to make you look good. And so that's why I volunteered. Mm -hmm. And so you've reverted, reverted to personal tax mm -hmm. to try to make you look good mm -hmm. and demeaning me. And that's, that sounds like bad coaching. Mm -hmm. So evidently that was her coaching me. Mm. Right. Because when I called her on it and I said, I'm hearing from people that you said you helped coach me in my success and I've mm -hmm. never hired you and you've never coached me. She's like, no, that one day. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And so I told her, if you tell anyone else, I will sue you because yeah. your brand and my brand are two very different things. And to the listeners are like, what? Lita was going to sue someone. I am not quick to threaten yeah. legal action. Like I've done that against a pedophile, mm. <laughs> you know, right. Actually yep. kidnapped his kids. <laughs> yeah. And I called the police on myself, but I'm not quick to do that. But it, she was so, oh, I meant to keep the pronouns neutral, you know, he, mm -hmm. she, they, <laughs> yeah. um, anyway. Um, so, you know, I, that was, to me, that was um, de defamation to yes. attach the two of us together because mm -hmm. what they represent, what I represent is so different. So you come over to my house and. Yeah. So I had just barely met this individual who I would have to say is, is really very much kind of a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. And, and she had just hard sold me on basically letting me be coached by her program. And I was in a very like pivotal point in my business where I had kind of like come up with this great idea, but I, well, actually, no, let me, I did not come up with this great idea. I feel like this great idea was forced upon me by the man upstairs who knows what's best for our lives. And I say that because honestly, I wanted to own a business. Like I wanted a shot in the head, but the way that God talks to me, speaks to me, reveals things to me is through relentless badgering. And, and you're so, talking about the business that now employs 52. Yeah. It does several million a year. And it is yeah. how much a year, how much was that rock star? Several million a year. Right? No big deal. Right. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I, I give credit where credit due. God knows what's best for my life, but he, gets through to me through relentless badgering. And so I had had this business idea in my mind that I just couldn't let go, but I didn't, had never started a business before. I barely had even job experience, quite frankly, when I started my company. And so I, I just didn't know what direction to go. And the timing was such that, you know, her program that helped people launch businesses and learn how to be successful was timely. And so I, I did end up poning up the significant amount of money and, I would say the poning up of the significant amount of money changed my commitment to the journey. But beyond that, the whole thing was a sham. She was not interested in adding value. She was manipulative and abusive to the other people that were in the program. I distinctly remember one day listening to her try to upsell a, a, a room of people who were already in the program to the next round and one of the people saying, well, what if we've already maxed out our credit cards and mortgaged our house to try to make 
our business work and a year into it, we're still not successful. And what would you say to us? And she said, do you really believe in yourself or not? Whoa. And I was so angry. I was so angry. The whole thing just made me so, 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 so angry. So Um, if you believe in yourself, you've tied that to investing in me. Right. For the last year hasn't accomplished what I promised you it would accomplish but if you don't which in religious terms I would call that a false prophet or a devil right but if you don't pony up another round of money you clearly don't believe in yourself It, it was one of the most manipulative things I've ever heard and I was literally appalled and the sad thing is I've heard this kind of story not just about that individual but just mm-hmm. in general you hear this like you know invest in yourself and it's like, but invest in yourself with your hard work and yeah. your commitment, but overstrapping yourself financially puts you in a place of fear and shame. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it was a very discouraging situation. And I, 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 I do not remember the last time I lost professional respect for somebody so profoundly over such a short period of time. Because when I first signed up with this lady, I actually really liked her as a person. I felt like we really jived. Um, I, I realize now in this, when she chooses yeah, to find. Yeah. Yeah. I realize now she was just an exceptional salesperson. She used a lot of manipulation of, well, you're special. I think she even said to me once, like, I would invest in any money. I would invest in any business you were behind because that's how special you are. Like, I really fell for the whole you're special um, line. Which is funny because they used the same line on me around the time that all this happened, that I was being invited to an exclusive just for top performers. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't connect with me at all. Yeah. You know, like going on a retreat when I have little kids and a handicapped mom and I'm busy traveling and speaking as it was, I was like, not interested. Like, no. And they're like, oh, you're motivated by fear. And I was like, you're talking, she didn't know that I'd buried a child. And yeah. I'm like, fear. <laughs> right. Like, like really? Like, yeah. And I, you know, I saw it as a manipulation because yeah. she was violating a boundary. Which again, going back to your list, right. even Violet. though we weren't romantically right. dating this person or looking them yeah. as a partner, it's the whole entire list still is applied to this um, whole entire Absolutely. situation is who are you going into business with? Who are you choosing to spend your time with? Because I remember sitting in a room, I went to this conference in Vegas and realizing that everybody was like hook, line and sinker for all of this. And I was like, but none of this matches up with what Jesus tells me. Yeah, right. And for me, that is a guiding light Mm -hmm. that if if Jesus didn't say it, it doesn't really work for me. You know, like there's going to be a parallel. It's going to be different words, but it doesn't have the same kind of message and meaning. And I'm like, wow. But you know, if we're placing ourselves above someone else, like when somebody does tell you're special pedophiles say the same thing. That's true. Right. Abusers, you are so special. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. I heard a narcissist um, expert once say the narcissist attached themselves to you, not because you have so little value, but because you have so much. Yeah. And that when people are trying to call into question our value, which I believe is divinely given. Yeah. That is a manipulation. Yeah. Because you don't define it. Even yourself doesn't define it. It is who you are. The dollar bill still has value of one dollar, no matter how crumpled it is. Right. Right. And so it's like a ding, 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 warning bell. You know, oh, I love you. I would never <laughs> hurt you. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. All of these things, if it's business or romance or friendships, they all the your all whole list applies. Like there's so many things like the, the reputation thing I should have paid more attention to the, the violation of boundaries, the kindness issue. Like there were so many aspects of that, but I was, I was so new to period of career. Like I went through single mom, graduated from school, had like less than a year's worth of full-time experience before I launched a business. So this whole thing, like the whole professional world was so new to me at the time. And I was so unsure of my skills. All I knew was that I was being badgered by God to start this business. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. And uh, it was, it was a real eye-opening experience. And I think who hasn't been there? I definitely have been there. And the, my badgering from God Mm -hmm. literally told me to be very careful who could say they helped make Lita green. Yeah. Yeah. And I could tell you like eight stories of people who have tried to say they helped make me. And I'm like, this one was the most egregious by literally lying about it. But yeah. one time I had a lady say to me, I'm going to help make you. And when I make you, it's going to, I literally would get all the glory. Oh, and for gosh. religious people, that's like, a, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, right. Because literally we believe that the, you know, the, heard that the, line before. Yeah. yeah. Literally those who believe the Bible, that is literally like a line from Satan, you know, right. that he's like, and I'll get all the glory. Yeah. But the thing is when people are concerned getting really philosophical here with their glory and their prestige, that should be a warning sign to you. We should be more concerned about the the brand or the reputation of how we're making other people feel. Yeah, right. I agree with that. So, so that, was a, that was a fun experience. Oh, sorry. That was a fun experience realizing that that I had been shammed. <laughs> well, we I mean, we all. I mean, if it's if it's a boyfriend, yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, we could all tell the story of how we were in a relationship that we're like, wait, later, why were we dumb, right? Mm -hmm. If it's business, I don't think we should have put energy and shame and guilt into, oh, I made a mistake. It's what Mm -hmm. are the lesson? And you clearly have done that with coming up with this list that Mm -hmm. now not only serves your kids, but all of my listeners. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I just think, I think it's a brilliant list and I want to add like 15 more to it. And, um, and so, you know, it's just super cool, but it's interesting because I wanted to share with the listeners in conjunction with all that we're talking about a tip that I, that I stumbled upon that I'm now doing more. So, um, you know, once you start knowing more than 10 people, you can't keep it all straight. Yeah. And I had this really weird interaction with this lady. And then I heard some other things again, reputation. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I do is I just put like their business and I used to do like a one to five, like how close, cause I learned that from a networking group, but I'm like, that's mm-hmm. kind of dumb. Cause then I'm, you know, but I'll put in the notes, you know, like on an iPhone, you have their name, mm-hmm. address, phone number, and at the bottom you have notes. And so mm-hmm. I'll put like met at this networking thing. Um, and I'll put things like we really bonded over our kids or, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll put like, they really like me. you know, so when I'm talking to them, I don't have to be like, I could be more familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm not like jumping levels on the relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't as good at putting the positives in, but I have been pretty good about putting like, okay, this person liked, Yeah, you know, and there was this whole thing where 
uh, a friend calls me up and she's like, oh, I'm so excited, blah, 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 blah. And literally I get the nudge, you know, the God nudge, right? Yes. Call it your gut, whatever, your subconscious mind. I believe it's God, but we all get them. And it was like, check your notes. And I was like, oh, I haven't been really good about that lately. Check your notes. And I'm like, okay. So I looked this person, I couldn't even, I'm like, the name sounded familiar, mm-hmm. but again, not someone like the individual we were talking about. I'm like, <laughs> you yeah. know, right. Right. But I literally had one interaction, but also heard how this person was um, under investigation by the security exchange commission. Ooh. And I knew of at least 10 people who was involved, who were involved in a legal suit with them for non-payment. Mm. Mm. So that's pretty significant. And my friend now who has quite a bit of means is going to be going into business with this person. I check oh, my boy. notes and I have, you know, just um, a little keyword reminding me of our interaction, which was super funny and weird. Yeah. Like weird, awkward, like, you know, mm-hmm. super weird. Watch their character. Right. Yep. And then when I heard about the legal suits, I put that in. I'm, I'm not that amazing at keeping notes, but it's something that I'm like, wow, I really need to go back to this. Yeah. So I'm talking to my friend and I just said, Hey, I hate to be gossipy. Just like with you. Yeah. You know, I had, you hate to be the person saying, Hey, but what kind of friend would I be to you or to yeah. my other friend? If I didn't say, Hey, this, you need to look into this. Yeah. Right. You know, and it wasn't, Oh, I want to destroy her. You know, anything mm-hmm. like that. So I tell my, I tell my friend this information, give them the name of the other person that I knew that I could really vouch for their character. Cause I've seen them in a lot of different situations mm-hmm. um, to contact them. And so she spent the next two days on the phone mm. doing research, tracking down information and, you know, has requested her thousands upon thousands of dollars back. Um, but, you know, could have gone in to millions in business with this lady. Yeah. And it was just really interesting because part of me kind of has a lot of like, I feel pity for this person. Yeah. Right. The art part of me, both of these individuals were talking about, you know, we live in a small town. Salt Lake is a small town. Right. Um, Salt Lake Valley. I mean, Utah is a small town. There's like what, 5 million people in all of Utah. Yep. You know, and you can only burn so many people and literally this lady's burning was like eight you know burning these group of friends that I knew was like eight years ago mm-hmm. right but yeah. your reputation and how you treat yeah. other people could all be fixed with what you said earlier yeah when they show you your character and hold them accountable right Such a good, uh, juicy important that that is key an apology without accountability mm-hmm. is just manipulation manipulation yeah just a manipulation it's just someone yeah. who's probably going to manipulate you yep right i agree yeah so um we won't be putting the names of the individuals but if you come, everyone's like why not if you're going into business with somebody anyone mm-hmm. um because we don't that would we don't need to be poopy right um, but if you're going into business with anyone if you're dating anyone, yep. pay attention to that reputation. Do mm-hmm. your due diligence. Don't sign up in a business on the spot. Yep. You know, um, figure yeah. out what it is you want in a mate and a business partner mm-hmm. and investigate that they really are that person. Is that a good summation of what we've got today, Brittany? Great summation. Yep. 
Oh, such a good conversation. I kind of want to talk to you more, but we'll just have to have you on again when you put another awesome post up or, you know, right. you need to talk about the sexy world of accounting. Or when I write that book, you told me I should write because it actually is a really good idea. I actually have a book. I, I actually want to write a book called Tribe Builders on how to teach teenagers how to socialize effectively with their peers. Oh, what? Yes, I love this so much because I was just like, I need to teach. Um, I need to teach kids how to do conversation. I used to do that and go yeah. back to how to do that. So maybe, maybe this is, uh, maybe we should collaborate. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no. Cause I, I have a, I have a whole like Google doc full of my thoughts about what I would talk about if I was going to teach youth, how to build successful, integrated groups of friends that supported each other. I love it so much. So typically I ask my guests, what's your heat, your fire oxen? We're kind of going like way over. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's your, I'm like, oh, hurry quickly, give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw that. I was kind of trying to think through that. And I was like, I mean, there's definitely things that I'm passionate about, but like, I feel like the thing that I crave the most is like driving around in my car with my Dr. Pepper, considering my life and where I went wrong. Like, I just love my quiet time in my car and I'll usually like put on talks that I, you know, put on inform, put on things that I find inspirational, either books. Like I'm on such a CS Lewis kick right now. I love him so much. He's so smart and so insightful. So like, I don't know which of those categories that would fall into, but that's probably like, besides well, I mean, I feel like I'm supposed to say like spending time with my family is my favorite thing ever. You can say really, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really I my think most you also favorite thing. shared a lot of who you are in your list. And that way they're not yeah. like, oh my crap, my workout's forever today because they just, Lita and Brittany just didn't stop talking, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> we just, we had so much ground to cover, you know, yeah, we did. this is why it's like conversations. And then when I'm like, okay, we're going to talk about this. It's almost hard because you're like, I want to do the full conversation. And yeah, what's yeah. so amazing about connecting with people. And this is something that I want to put out to the listeners is have these deep conversations with people because there's so much wisdom in each other mm-hmm. and there's so much capacity for you to be more resilient and happy in your life. Grabbing that witness, um, that, that witness, yeah, the witness, but I was, I was going to say the wisdom, but it was a Freudian slip that's also true um, from others. So um, Brittany, my friend, thank you for being on this episode of Share Your Hotness. It was great fun. Thank you, Lita, for having me. The Share Your Hotness podcast is produced by Van Garrett Media. Lita Green is the host and creator of the podcast. Chris Van Garrett is the editor, producer, and music director. Shayla Dawn is our research coordinator. Join us next week for another episode of the Share Your Hotness podcast. Thanks for listening. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.